da dove viene la signora che parla con Davide? È di Milano, credo. Per l'accento? Sì, ha un accento molto forte. Quella signora mi ha regalato un ombrello, ma non so perché. Mm. A cavaldonato non si guarda in bocca. Buongiorno Marco, buon, buongiorno a tutti. Ciao Martin, buongiorno e buongiorno a tutti. Come stai Martin? Come va oggi? Molto bene, grazie, molto bene. E tu? Bene, tutto bene anche qui. È venerdì, quindi per noi è venerdì. Per noi, sì, sì, per noi. <ride> sì, sì. Quasi finita la settimana. Ok, uh, cominciamo subito. Uh, let's, let's start immediately with, uh, with this, right? Uh, let's see what we have this week. Preposizioni semplici. Are, are they actually semplici in your opinion, Martin? Or is it, is it a hard topic? Dipende, I suppose, um, on which um, preposizioni we are uh, parlando mm -hmm. about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm guessing, I mean, there are some simple ones. I think it's, it's more the use of them. That is not simple. I agree completely, yes. And especially, well, first of all, semplice in Italian means easy, yes. But it also means uh, that it's one word. Uh, so the, the meaning of simple preposition uh -huh. is just that it's only because then we have articolate, which is like mm -hmm. del, della, degli, where you combine two words. Semplice just means it's one word. It does not mean easy. And I completely agree. Verbs are followed by different prepositions often so that things that work in English don't work in Italian. Uh, and the other way around. Constantly um, tripping over D and da. Yeah, yeah. D and da mm. are commonly confused. Some of them are very easy. We'll make a list later on. Uh, but mm. what we're talking about, uh, as Martin said, are words like di, da, con, su, per. So in English it would be from, by, in, with. These kind of words that we use a lot. And, I, you know, this dialogue has probably seven, eight. Uh, of them, and they slightly change among languages. Yeah, well, the, yeah, comincio con uh, il primo. Mm -hmm. um, da dove viene la signora che parla con Davide? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, dove we know is, is where, and yeah. viene we know from our, um, uh, well, we actually haven't done Veneri, have we? So, no. Uh, but, So it's where I know that Venere is, is, uh, is to come. So it's mm -hmm. obviously it's going to be uh, where are you come? Where is somebody coming from? Correct. Uh, because Correct. it's Viene and it's the third person. So da before it must be the from part. Exactly. So da dove means from where, literally. So da dove viene. Um, la signora, the woman, mm -hmm. che parla. Parla, we know from parlare, the third person, is he, she speaks. So, where is the woman from? Um, che must be who. Mm -hmm. And then con Davide, con must be with. Right. Very good. Now, you said everything perfectly. Um, so, a couple of interesting things here. Well, da, uh, first of all, as you said, sometimes it's uh, the in English. Uh, so, off uh, is kind of... Uh, D and da often are used differently in Italian and English, but in this case, from where, uh, da translates from and by, so both would work in a way in here. Uh, and then something interesting you pointed out that che, which you translated as 
who, although technically Mitzanya is that or which, right? Uh, because we use who a bit differently in Italian than you use who in English. Let's say that we use it less. So when it's a conjunction, so connecting to different sentences, we usually use the word che and not the word chi. That would be who. Mm, yeah, and I've often wondered about that because, well, why? For a start, why, why would you do that? That's a good question. When you've got a word for who. That's a good question. We do have a word for who, but it's mostly used as a question in Italian. Usually when you, when you read chi or when you hear chi, it's a, it's a question. Um, mm. Whereas when it's a connecting, it's a conjunction, like in this case, connecting two sentences, che is usually what we choose. The reason I, I honestly don't know why, but I guess it comes down to our friends, uh, the Romans, who probably at some point messed up with the, with the language. Would I be right in thinking that da always works with with uh, venire? So would you always say da dove viene? Da dove? Would it always? I would think so. It's uh, definitely a phrase that we can use um, quite often. Um, always is always a word that I'm scared of, so to speak, <laughs> uh, with languages, because there's always an exception. But I would say yes, you can say da dove vieni, where are you from? Vengo da, and then continue with the rest of the sentence. I would say yes, you can expect da to come together with dove, just like come and from are often together. Mm. So I would say vengo dall'Inghilterra. Perfetto, vengo, and in this case we would use a preposizione articolata, because articles are overused in Italian. Vengo dall'Inghilterra. I come from mm. the England. Okay, sorry, I've uh, made things more difficult now. No, no, no. <laughs> I think every question is good. Uh, you know, this is the point of someone that's not a native Italian speaker because you, you, you notice things that I would not notice that are uh, complex, mm. and, you know, not intuitive. So this is great, I think. Yeah, I think con um, is an easy one. Yeah. It's the same as Spanish, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it kind of, um, it's, I, I always think it's connected. It's, you know, it, it is the... You know, it's the kind of like the etymology of it, you know, it's with, isn't it? It's it's with something, always con. That's what it means in English right. words as well. Um, the only thing in Italian that confuses me is uh, occasionally when all of a sudden it becomes call. Okay, this is a very interesting question. It's a bit advanced for what we're doing right now. Um, so I would just say the form col, C-O-L-L, apostrophe, for example, uh, is not used in modern Italian anymore. All right, so uh, moving on then, sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. Next line, è di Milano, Milano, credo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so all of a sudden we've come from da being from da dove. Also, we're going to di Milano. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to have to explain why yeah. did you do that. Lovely question. Well, what do you notice different? We said that venire <laughs> is often attached to uh, uh, da. Here we're not and, using uh, venire anymore. We're using no, essere. Essere. Right. Yeah. So, um, in English, you would say still, I am from, or I come from. You don't change the from. But to mm. us, if you say, io vengo da, that's fine. But if you say, mm. io sono, I am, and you would rather say, io sono di, io sono di Milano. Or, io mm. sono milanese, even, you could use, uh, or io sono italiano, you could use the adjective, obviously. But if you want to use the noun, then often a di would rather be before, rather than a da. But that's just a peculiarity of, of Italian, isn't it? 
Uh, I think it's just the way we, uh, we, we form patterns with words. So often when we speak, we, some, certain words stick together, right? That's just the way we speak in a, in a language. And uh, essere usually comes with it. So if you say sono da Milano or uh, è da Milano, would obviously not be a huge mistake. Just as if you say uh, it comes by England. Obviously, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so we'll, we'll remember that future then with venere, you, you use da, with essere, you use di. Yeah, and again, this is a pretty advanced slide mm -hmm. difference, so don't worry about this, but you know, if, if you can, if you want to choose one, choose one, and go with the right preposition. Okay, next line, per l'accento. Well, l'accento obviously is almost the same word, it's the accent, it's accent, and you've got the L there, apostrophe, so it's the accent, but then per, I mean, I'm thinking that the translation of this is, um, are you understanding this through the accent? Correct. Through the accent, you would say, we would mm. say for the accent. Pair there could be translated as quite a few different words in English. And I, and I do find this with pair, it can always be translated in different ways. Ex yes, pair is definitely a lot of different things. So if you know Spanish, um, you would know that they have two very similar words that are a nightmare for an Italian, which, is, which are por and para. Very similar words to an Italian year, but very different meanings, where por means usually you do something, you know, through something, whereas para kind of points to the, the goal, the end goal of an action, right? Um, mm -hmm. So these two words, both in Italian, can be and usually are translated with per. So per is both the mean, as in this case, you know, through the accent, or the end of doing something, you know, uh, mi alleno per vincere, a train to win. Yeah, very good. Uh, si ha un accento molto forte. Yes, uh, a from avere, um, she uh, has uh, an accent molto forte, very strong. Si, qui non ci sono preposizioni, uh, no preposition here. She has a very strong accent, uh, obviously mm. that's... That should be pretty pretty easy. That forte is also an interesting word in Italian because it can mean a lot of things, right? It can mean strong, mm. it can mean loud, uh, it can mean even heavy sometimes. You know what the actually what the opposite, what the antonym is of forte? Debole? Yeah, debole, but I would say piano is uh, piano is oh, basically okay. the opposite in all contexts, whereas debole is more like weak. The Pianos can be soft, it can be slow, it right. can be Again, depending on context. Wow, your language is silly. I'm going to stop learning it. Yeah, that's true. But it's interesting. You know what? You know, we call it uh, pianoforte, piano. And uh, I guess it has to do with uh, it can Ooh. go fast, it can go slow and all the kind of stuff. I never thought about that. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. Uh, okay. Quella signora mi ha regalato un ombrello, ma non so perché. Okay. That woman. Right. Uh, so, mi ha regalato, so ha regalato, mm -hmm. past tense, gave me, or gave, and then me before it means gave to me uh, an umbrella, which is easy to work out as an umbrella. Mm -hmm. Ma, non so perché, and ma is one of your 412 words for but. Correct, yes. And we have that quella signora, quella is something mm. that we spoke about last week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, and yet, as you said correctly, uh, that lady, someone that is not close to us, we're pointing at something that, or someone in this case, uh, that is not, uh, who is not close to us. Uh, we have that verb, that verb that is arregalato, which is not a present tense. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. It's yeah. a past. It's a passato prossimo, which is the simplest kind of past, the most common that we have, at least as you probably know in northern Italy, because in the south and in the center of Italy, they prefer the other past. The one that's really, really difficult to, um, because every single, it's just, it's just wrong. Yeah, it is just wrong. Every verb is irregular and uh, it's uh, very, many Italians often get uh, verbs wrong. You can ask, if you wanted to confuse an Italian, ask them the passato remoto of uh, cuocere, to cook. And they would just go on crazy attempts to, to conjugate. We, we don't know how to do this kind of stuff. So we don't know. But we use this one. It's easy. Arregalato. Which even if we don't know anything about the past, it's kind of obvious how we make it, right? We have this A, which is the verb avere, to have. And that uh, regalato, to gift, which it would be the past participle. So gifted in English. So it's, it would be something like um, have gifted. That would be kind of the way it translates uh, into English. Yeah, understood. And then you've thrown in your uh, weekly idiom here, mm-hmm. uh, which is a beauty. Mm-hmm. A caval donato non si guarda in bocca. Mm-hmm. Molto bene. Okay, so you, you were telling me before, we you, you do not know this, although you can guess it's something similar in English. If you look at this, yeah. how do you try and make sense of a sentence that you don't know? How, how you know, walk me through, walk us through your, your thinking process here. Um, I guess the first thing I'd, try and see is are the familiar words in there mm-hmm. uh, and if there aren't then which words could you have a reasonable guess at right um and i know that uh, boca is mouth um i think because of the spanish um i think i learned that first that's that's what i look at first and then i would look at the verb and uh-huh. i would try to understand what the verb is uh, because from the verb you can guess the context of the sentence mm-hmm. so yeah, I know it's uh, it's guardare, but it's also guardar si, isn't it? Because um, well, it's not it's guardare, isn't it? Because si guarda is the passive, but um, that's a passive we'll just, form. Si guarda. Yeah. So guardare is to watch or to uh, to look at or to see. I know that it's something about looking or watching in a mouth. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and then the only other thing I saw in the sentence that I thought it jumped out at me was caval. Mm-hmm. And I know that we get, in English, we get the word cavalry ah. uh, from the word uh, cavallo, which is obviously horse. Right. So when I threw horse and looking in the mouth and knowing that you're throwing idioms in every week, the only thing that came to me was you should never look a gift horse in the mouth. No, but that's a good one. And uh, sometimes idioms, as in this case, I didn't know, translate literally in other languages. Often that's not the case, as we know. So mm. uh, if you tell and tell that piovono cani e gatti, you know, it's raining cats and dogs, we're actually worried that someone is throwing cats and dogs because we don't use that idiom, so that wouldn't work. Uh, but in this case, I guess it translates the same way. Can I ask, in Spain, is it not frogs and snakes? I'm not familiar with the idiom, but I live in the Costa del Sol where it rains very rarely. Uh, so I, right. I would not know. For, for yeah, I think it is. Reasons. I think when you go out today, you need to ask someone that. I will. I will. I will ask my neighbor from upstairs. Yes, do that. He's, I've heard he's a really friendly chap. He's a lovely, a lovely chap indeed. Um, they didn't. I'm going to cut all of that out for obvious reasons. <laughs> But uh, yeah, in case he listens to the podcast, in case he listens to the podcast, 
Um, but yeah, so sometimes idioms translate literally, as in, in this case, and you know, England also being uh, very uh, good with horses. You know, historically, you guys love horses and you you're good at training them and all that. I guess we share this idiom, or probably we translated it from uh, from English. Who knows? You do not look into the mouth of a gifted horse. Donato is synonym of regalato. Donare being a synonym of regalare, verb from the first conjugation, regular. Not very commonly used anymore, but obviously this is an old idiom, and this is why we have this cavallo instead of cavallo, mm. which would be the full word. And in <laughs> old Italian, they used to chop words shorter, more commonly than we do today. So we would not say caval in everyday conversation, but it's an idiom. And, uh, and we have that siguarda, which is a very interesting form. As you said, it's a passive and it's kind of similar to the on in French, O-N. Um, so it's like we don't look in the mouth of gifted horse, but we do not say we, but rather one. You, I guess you would say in English one. One doesn't look in the mouth of a gifted horse. That's kind of that siguarda. But yeah, that was it for this week, and we're talking about uh, preposizioni. And uh, as you were saying, Martin, we have actually a little... Um, when we were in school in Italy, we learned all of them, and the list goes as follows. Uh, di, a, da, in, con, su, per, tra, fra. We actually know all of them. Do you have something like this in English, for, you know, in order to remember all of them? That, that is something that you had to learn. I don't know if you had to. But that's the way you, they, you know, they teach you. No, we, we were never taught anything like that. Interesting. Okay. It's not that uncommon in Italy to, to learn uh, this way. For example, there is a, a, little, a little phrase made of acronyms to learn all the Alps around Italy in order. All the what around Italy? All the, all the um, you know, we have the Alps. That's how we call the whole mountain range. But it yeah, actually yeah, yeah. breaks down into... 10, 12 different... Ah, uh, uh, Grian, Cotian, yeah, that, yeah. That, that. I can right. actually, I remember it. So it's uh, ma con gran pena le reca giù. So, maritime, uh, cozie, graie, penine, le pontine, retiche, carniche, giulia. So I guess it works because 25 years later, I still remember that. <laughs> wow, that's, that's good. That's yeah, good. so it's not uncommon in Italy. Um, but in this case, uh, as we said, translation is not always literal, but let's try to translate them in English and see kind of how they would sound, uh, let's say the most common translation. So mm. we start from D. How would you translate D in, uh, in English? I would say it's of. Right, I agree. Of or the Saxon genitive, the apostrophe S form. Uh, yeah. It's the most common. So, for example, il cane di Marco, the dog of Marco or Marco's dog. Very good, okay. Uh, then we have a, which is a funny one. Yeah, because it, it should be at, um, right. but it can also be uh, in, can't it? Right. Um, and to, I suppose. Um, I would say yeah. that at and to are the most common. We also have in, you're right, and especially followed by city, uh, mm. sono a Milano, I am in Milan. But at and to, I guess, are the most common translation. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Then we have da, which is another interesting one. Well, I would always think of Leonardo da Vinci, okay. and, it's, and it's from Vinci, isn't Very it? Nice. So that would be what would help me remember it's from. Very nice. From, and I also would add by, often is translated as da in Italian. But you also get, you get a lot of restaurants that are da. Yeah. Da Milano, da Mimi, 
That's not from. You can say that's by, but mm. um, I guess we use da as a translations are hard to do literally, but um, we have this phrase which is andare da, for example, andare dal dentista, uh, which translates as to go to the dentists. So before like a specific shop or a specific practitioner, uh, you know, professional such as the dentist, we will use da after andare, vado dal dentista. So I guess that's where, you know, da, da Marco, da Piero, the restaurant, uh, mm -hmm. that's why we use da. It's not quite from, I agree. It's more like at, I guess it would be. I guess the thing is with all of these, it's, uh, it's when you see them in a sentence, right. it's, um, you should think about it, shouldn't you? You should. Right. Uh, and eventually you, you'll get to the age of 147 and you'll have seen every single use of it. And, right. and you're like, I could do it. <laughs> right. Whenever people tell me this is tricky, I always tell them in English, the biggest issue that you have as a learner, which you don't have as a native speaker, are what we call phrasal verbs, which I found is an expression that not a lot of English native speakers are familiar with, but uh, mm. do you actually use that in English, phrasal verbs? Um, no, we don't, but right. I, I understand what, what it means, right. yeah. And to, to us, the way we learn verbs in English is that different prepositions or adverbs after a verb would completely change the meaning of the verb, mm. which is very natural to an English speaker, but it's very unnatural to an English learner. So. You learn the difference between stand up, stand down, stand on, stand uh, under, uh, stand with. And yeah. that's, that small word would completely change the meaning of the entire verb. And some verb like stand, get, uh, you have probably 20 different meanings depending on what follows, which is very tricky for a learner. Mm. Yeah, it is absolutely right. And it's one of those things that really is... Again, like we talked about earlier, it's, it's living yeah. in the country and, right. and using them on a daily basis right. and click into your mind because that's what it is. Right. Yeah, you're not going to learn all of them on a book. You can try, but you're just going to go insane. Uh, instead, when you hear one, one, two, three, four, five times, then you're naturally going to use it uh, again. Mm. It's kind of the same thing with prepositions. At the beginning, you get confused between them and then... At some point, you will remember that you say vado dal dentista and not vado al dentista, which would be what you would think, and you just start using it correctly. So not to worry, just remember the most basic translation, the most common translation, and then you will go adding and improving and fixing small things later on. Very good. So we then have in. In is a pretty simple one. Yeah, in. In is in. Very but good. also, I guess, sometimes could it be used as at? As well, yes, we were talking about, especially after andare, venire, and all those verbs of movement, uh, you know, everything can happen, just not, it's a bit tricky. But in general, in, I agree, is in, uh, mm. both geographically and, uh, and, and, and not like in the box, for example. So, and as well, cone, uh, cone is another simple yeah. one, with, as you yeah. said, per, mm. we go, which we briefly touched upon uh, during the dialogue. Mm, which is for for most commonly for correct sometimes mm. through or by means of as well then we have su su has two big meanings in my opinion do you know both martin uh well su i would use as on on correct um 
but it, could it also be I'm trying to think now well, I guess on translates both in 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 English because suke means above like on top of mm. something like sultetto on the roof uh, but it can also mean about right uh, uh, okay un libro su Roma a mm. book on Rome or about Rome and then we have the last two tra and fra yeah which why are the two words that mean exactly the same thing yeah so tra and fra are the very same word um, so you can use them to say both between and among we don't have we do not have the difference between between and among in Italian so both translate both I guess but the 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 use that I kind of uh, always struggle with that I forget is when they, they used with time mm -hmm. and it's when you if you say tra uh, cinque minuti uh, or in cinque minuti it's a completely different meaning and I always get them the wrong way around. Okay, interesting, because I'm trying to think, okay, tra cinque minuti means in five minutes, or five minutes from now, you know, arrivo tra cinque minuti. From now. And, and what is the mm. in meaning in your opinion, Martin? Well, in cinque minuti, um, so you can do something in five minutes. Ah, right, right, that's true. I never actually thought about that. So yes, Martin is right that five minutes from now, tra, arrivo tra cinque mm. minuti, whereas uh, you, I, lo faccio in cinque minuti. I do it in five minutes, not saying from when. So, and there is one last thing that we should touch on um, about prepositioni, which is often they become prepositioni articolate, as we were saying. But not all prepositioni semplici becomes, become prepositioni articolate. So, okay, let's do these two examples, right? Um, a prepositione can be simple or it can be complex, so to speak. Uh, depends on what follows. For example, vado dal dentista, as we said, uh, dal is a prepositione articolata, right? Because it incorporates the article il. Da il becomes il. Uh, but we can also use the, the preposition da without the article, simple form, which, for example, could be vengo da Milano. We do not put articles before cities, so we don't say vengo dalla Milano, but just vengo da Milano. So these are how we can use both uh, phrases. But with some, with some we will do, won't we? Like, you know, vengo dal Inghilterra. Yeah, with countries, not with cities. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another rule, isn't it? It's just broken, rule, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I agree, yes. But okay, the, the rule with articles in Italian is when in doubt, always put an article because we use it more than English. If in English there is an article, there's always going to be one in Italian. And if mm. there isn't one in English, probably there is one in Italian. So <laughs> cities are an exception. And when when they use with um, with the article, generally it's going to be exactly like what we talked about with uh, with quell and quest, isn't it? It's it, it's it's going to be formed in a very similar way, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. So the article will be the normal article that we have uh, in that specific form. Uh, so masculine, feminine, singular, plural. Uh, which, for, for example, dal would be singular masculine, dalla singular feminine, uh, dagli masculine plural, and dalle feminine plural. So very similar to quel, uh, specific mm. quello, which behaves really the same way. And uh, they become one word, so it's not going to be dagli separately, 
but it's going to become one word and be dagli, for example, for masculine plural. Now, the point is not all prepositions semplici become prepositions articolate. So, di das, a das, da das, in as well, but then con, as we were talking about before, usually doesn't. So we would say con il and not col, C-O-L-L, apostrophe, which would be the old form, uh, the old Italian form. The same happens with um, su, das, and then uh, tra and per, tra and fra also do not do that. So per il, tra il, e uh, fra il. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That's cleared, cleared quite a few things up for me, is that? That's, um... oh, that's the idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, very helpful. Very nice, then. Okay, so that was it for today. Questo è tutto per oggi. E ci vediamo settimana prossima. Ci vediamo tra una settimana. Sì, tra una settimana, sì. Yes. Molto Capisco. bene. Grazie a Grazie, tutti. Marco. Eh, grazie agli uh, ascoltatori. 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 Grazie al, agli ascoltatori. Molto bene, grazie agli, preposizione articolata, ascoltatori. That was hard to say. That was not easy to say, I agree. It's a bit of a long word. But, uh, mm. yeah. See you all, or hear you all, or you will hear from us. Presto. Ci sentiamo dopo. Ci sentiamo eh? dopo, ci sentiamo presto. Sì. Mm, okay. Ciao. Ciao.